Welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. In our fourth series, we'll be taking the steer from you, our listeners, answering frequently asked questions about life at Downhouse. In this episode, we visit Downhouse Sauveterre, the school's very own school in France. Girls in year eight get to spend a term in our beautiful chateau, speaking French and immersing themselves in a new culture, a very unique Downhouse experience. In this episode, our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Laurent Ponchon, head of Downhouse Sauveterre, and pupils Rosie, Ema and Pippa, all in year eight, and all who have just returned from their time there. Madame Pochon, it's great to speak to you today. Thank you very much for being here. How are you today? Thank you, Simon. I'm really well, thanks. It's a very quiet day here today because the girls are out climbing. So, uh, yeah, a little bit unusual day for me. There's no sound of music playing. None of the girls are practicing their instruments. There's no running up and down the corridor. Yeah, but a great day. Thank you. But is there ever such a thing as a usual day in a school? I mean, things do change from one day to the next all the time, don't they? You're absolutely right, they do. I don't think there is a usual day, to be honest. The girls are constantly doing different bits and pieces, different activities. They've got different lessons that happen every day. We mix things up depending on what the weather's like out here. So, no, I don't think there is ever a usual day, to be honest. (laughs) Now, you're the head at Downhouse Sauveterre. Tell us, first of all, just for anybody listening who may have heard of Downhouse Overtet and doesn't know what it is, or maybe they've never heard of it. Just tell us, first of all, what it is, where it is and how long it's been open for. Okay, so we are a school in the southwest of France, just uh, probably 45 minutes from Toulouse, 45 minutes from Usch. Also about an hour and a half from the Pyrenees, which is great because we go on lots of trips there, um, which I'm sure the girls will talk about later. That was a fab trip. We welcome girls from Downhouse in the MIC term and the Lent term. And then in the summer term, we also welcome girls and boys from the Prep Schools Trust. Fantastic. Okay, and tell me a little bit about the environment that it's set in and what what it's like down there. Just just describe it for us. So we're set in in a nine-acre park. There are two buildings. There's the main chateau building, which is where the girls have an activity room. It's where they sleep as well. So we've got dorms on the on I suppose the first floor. I live on the top floor as well, and then we've also got assistants d'éducation who live within the building as well. So that, that's the name that we give to um, our grads out here in France because we have French grads here and also an English grad as well. Then we've got another building which is called Les Communs, which is where the girls have their lessons every day. We also have another activities room there and there are also dorms there as well, which we will start using as of September. Okay, right, understood. And let me get this right. The students that come out and stay with you, Mm -hmm. are they mixing with other students or are all of the students who are with you students who are visiting from the UK? So they are, they are all students that visit from the UK. We do try and make sure that we mix with the local community. So we tend to do that when we go on excursions. We also have people coming in from the, from the outside as well, <laughs> from the outside. So we have a Zumba instructor. We also have a meditation instructor and that, all of that's conducted in French. And yeah, they come and, they come and visit us. And we, we're constantly trying to develop our programme, actually. So as things move forward, we'll be inviting more people to come in. We may well try and establish some Uh, exchanges as well in the future. So it's a constantly changing programme that we have here, actually. It's not just a case of having one programme and that's it. We're constantly looking at opportunities locally. So in that case, it's not like a separate school or anything like that. It really is part of Downhouse in the UK. It just happens to be in the south of France, almost like, I guess, a bit of a boarding house then. It is. It's very, very similar. And actually, our curriculum here is linked to the curriculum in the UK insofar as it's a skills based curriculum, but it's got a very, very French feel to it. So we've worked with the heads of department to make sure that 
we have the similar skills that run through our curriculum, but actually in terms of the content, it's very French. It links to the excursions that we do. It links to the sortie that we do throughout the week. It links to our environment as well. So we've got quite a focus on um, ecology here as well. It's very much an outdoors experience because we have got this nine acre park, so why not use it? But it's it, we're very, very linked to Downhouse UK. And tell me how you ended up out there yourself then. Well, to be honest, a job came up. I saw it advertised and I just thought I absolutely have got to apply for this. It's the perfect job. Interesting story. <laughs> I applied for the job and had my first interview on the day that my daughter was born. <laughs> Gosh, so wow. it was it was one of those things. It was a real passion. I absolutely love France. I love everything to do with France. I'd wanted to move out here for a long time, saw the opportunity had a look at Downhouse. I'd obviously heard of Downhouse in the past and thought, oh, I'm just going to go for it because you never know. It just, it looks such a brilliant opportunity. And being a linguist and a language teacher at heart, this is just fantastic to be able to give the girls the opportunity to experience French culture, to learn about French language, but also on a more pastoral level to have the opportunity to grow, to have the opportunity to go away from home, to be a long way from home but in a really, really secure environment is just amazing. I'm very glad that you said all of that because we're going to talk to three girls who've been out there and recently returned. We've got Rosie and Ema and Pippa. Hello, girls. How are all of you? Good, Good thank, thank you. you. Excellent. Well, it's great to talk to you and thank you very much for being here. Rosie, first of all, can you just tell us uh, how long you were there for and when you all returned as well? We were there for four weeks and we came back the day before Easter holidays. Okay, right. So you returned quite recently in that case and you were there for four weeks. But I believe that you're normally out there for a full term. And I'm guessing this is COVID related that you were only there for four weeks. Is that right? Yeah, they couldn't get us over for a term. Okay, right, right. So that's a little bit unusual this year, but normally it's 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 a full term. Tell us then what it was like when you were actually travelling out there. I mean, were, you know, were you excited? Were you a bit nervous about going to a different place that you'd never been to before? Tell me how that felt. We were really excited. Of course, a bit nervous, but mainly excited because it was going to be so much fun. That's great. It's, it's quite common, actually, for people to feel a little bit nervous and excited at the same time. They're, they're two quite consistent emotions to have at the same time. But tell me, how did you get down there? Did you drive or take the train or fly down? We flew over and we drove to the airport. Right. And how many of you went out there at the same time? Around 30 of us. So tell me some of the kinds of things that you were talking about on the plane on the way out there. I mean, you know, you say that you were, you were mostly excited for being out there. What were you looking forward to? We were really excited because we had heard of the amazing like landscape and the mountains. So we really wanted to see that. And we were excited about French food and learning all the stuff and going on all the trips. Fantastic. OK, Ema, I wonder whether you can tell us how you felt, because Rosie's saying that she was a little bit a little bit nervous, but mostly excited. Is, is that a feeling that you shared with her? Yeah, yeah, I share the same thing. I think we were all really excited because obviously it was our first time travelling together to a different country as a school. So that was really exciting. And we just couldn't wait because obviously everything was so much different when we went to France. But it was a nice difference and we were all really looking forward to all of the activities that would happen. Ema, tell me something about the about the building itself and about the grounds. I mean, what does it actually look like? If, if you imagine that you're trying to describe it to me and, and I've never seen it before. Actually, I have seen it on, on a video. There's a video on the school's website. But if I hadn't seen it at all, then describe to me what it looks like. Well, there are two main buildings and it's 
to me, it looks very vintage and historical and the architecture inside is incredible. Inside, when you walk in straight away, you have these great wooden staircase and um, a giant window looking out. And then we have a lot more. There are lots of paintings as well there. And it's it looks very um, old fashioned as well. But in a good way, it's got a lot of dark oak wood and a lot of sculptures as well. It's really pretty. And the grounds, I would say, are incredible, especially where the vineyard was. We managed to plant our own trees there, which hopefully um, should be there for years to come. And we got to plant lots of other flowers and we really got to make it like our own as well. And there's also a swimming pool there as well, which is really good. When we were there, it wasn't up yet, but I know it's up now and it's it's incredible. Fantastic. It's always good to have a swimming pool when you're in a hot part of the world <laughs> and certainly down in the south of France. Well, it can get quite warm at times, can't it? Yeah. I think right now it's around 35 degrees. Gosh, that really is quite warm then, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks for that, Ema. And Pippa, tell us a little bit about how easy it is to to speak to your parents back home and, and friends when you're out there. I mean, you know, do you feel like you're isolated and cut off from friends and family or are you able to speak to friends and family really quite easily? I don't think it was isolation at all, really. I mean, speaking to my parents has always been sort of a big thing, especially being at boarding school. You want to keep in touch whenever you can. And Danhouse Silverter was no different to what it is here. It was really, you had a calling time in the evenings, half an hour before supper and half an hour after, which you also used to shower, but there was always time to call your parents and give them tours of the chateau and tell them all about your day, which was really nice. And I think my mum definitely liked hearing from me. <laughs> Talking to friends was something I had been a bit worried about when I was going out there, because obviously you're spending four weeks away from them. But I was literally calling them all of the time. So there was always lots of time to stay in touch with the people in the UK. So you never felt like you weren't speaking to them enough. Mm. Now, of course, most of the girls at Down House are boarding. But Ema, you're a day girl, aren't you? So, so tell me how it felt for you being away, possibly for the first time for that long, being away from, from your family. Well, it wasn't as bad as I expected. I thought I'd... Be a bit nervous but to be honest it was really nice when I went over there and it felt very homely and because of Covid I had to board for a term before that so I was already used to what it would be like but yeah the boarding experience was really it was it was amazing and I think coming back from um, Sobater I board much more often yeah so it was a really good opportunity. That's really good to hear. Tell me a little bit about how long it took for you to settle in and, and how the how the people who are working there helped you to settle in there as well. Yeah. So for me it didn't take too long. It took about it was it was a few days. The first week was a bit wobbly, but after that it was it was really good. And I think it what made it easier was that we always had activities to do and you know, there was there was no it was like we always had stuff to fill our time with. Um, so it, it was nice to have a focus on other things. And also everyone at Downhouse Silverter, they were really helpful and they were really kind and everything, which made it much easier. Excellent. Thank you for that, Ema. Pippa, Ema was saying there about lots of activities and lots of stuff to fill your time with. Tell me what some of those activities were. Which were your favourite ones? 
So I think everyone particularly enjoyed going out on the trips on Thursdays and on the weekends. We went to loads of different places and they were just really great op- opportunities to speak French outside of outside of Downhouse. And there were lots of stuff on site as well. There was gardening afternoons on Friday, which were really, I think, they were really fun for everyone. They were outside in nature, getting your hands a bit dirty, but it was a really good opportunity. And you say that you had the chance to speak French out there as well. What was your French like before you left? My French was, I think my French was okay. It was probably passable, but I noticed a definite improvement over the course of being out in France. It definitely made me want to improve and it did help me to like strengthen my French. And did you find that it's really helpful when you're speaking to people who are French in France that it was more helpful to learn that way in addition to learning in the classroom when you're in the UK which is a more kind of theory based because you're not immersed in in that in that French culture when you're in the UK. Yes, I think actually being out and talking to locals and everyone was really supportive and if you were struggling on your words there'd always be somebody nearby that spoke English. But I think it definitely was helpful speaking French outside of the classroom to pick up on sort of phrases or little things that you wouldn't have ordinarily noticed had you had you just been learning in a classroom. Pippa, how do you think this changed? I was going to say, how do you think this changed each of you? But it might be difficult to speak for the others. But how do you think it changed you as a person going out there, spending four weeks and then coming back to the UK, being in a different country, speaking a different language, being away from, you know, your friends back in the UK? How do you think it changed you? I think personally, it made me much more independent because obviously being out in a different country that you probably hadn't been to many times before and we hadn't heard or well, we had heard quite a bit we hadn't seen the actual chateau before the moment we arrived and I think it personally made me quicker to be able to adapt to situations that I wasn't familiar in and definitely independence in being able to sort of know that in another country, you're still able to keep yourself sort of okay and adapt to the situation that you're in. Mm, mm, Absolutely. And Pippa, I understand that with your timetable, it's like a, a, a regular kind of timetable, but your lessons are in French. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So all of our lessons besides maths and English were taught in French. Luckily, the teachers did speak English, so it wasn't as if you were quite literally thrown into the deep end and made to swim. But it definitely was a factor that helped to improve our French language skills, learning things in French that you wouldn't have already known in English did make you pick up on some new French words. I originally thought going out there, it was going to be quite tricky to have to sort of switch my brain into French almost but it was a really smooth transition actually once you find yourself actually out there and like fully in the French language lessons in French don't actually seem that unusual I think you do get used to them especially when you're there for a longer period of time and sometimes people say that if you're if you're in somewhere like France and you're speaking French and everyone around you is speaking French and you're learning in French as well you can almost start to think in French as well. Did you experience anything like that at all? Yeah, I think on a couple of occasions, maybe not sort of the thoughts in my head being in French, but they definitely 
when I was speaking, the French came a lot easier. And when I was thinking things, I was like, oh, I, I know how to say that I'm French, actually. I don't need to say that in English anymore because I'm in France. So I think you definitely do notice it when you're out there for a really long time. It's things like in your daily life, especially when you're alone, you just you do start just thinking about French. And do you think you'd like to spend more time in France in the future? Yes, I think I definitely want to go back out to France, especially because that was my first sort of, I've never been to France before. And I really loved it being out there and learning lots of French. So I think I'd definitely go back. Thank you for that, Pippa. That's great to hear. And Rosie, of course, you could speak a bit of French before you spent four weeks out in the south of France yourself. But what would it have been like for you had you not been able to speak any or if your French understanding was really quite minimal? Would it have been OK still? Yeah, because the staff were amazing and they were really helpful. And if you made a mistake, they would correct you, but show you where you had gone wrong and how to remember it in the future. And it's not just about the language, of course, it's about the culture and the experience. And I guess like Pippa was saying, it's not like nobody speaks English at all. So, you know, even though the lessons are in French, that's a great way to learn French. But it's not like there's no other option apart from speaking French. You can actually speak English to people as well, can't you? Yes. And and I imagine that must be really quite reassuring for people whose understanding of French is really quite slim. Yeah, because they can always show you how to work on it and make you understand better. There were a few people who weren't so good at French and so they definitely got better and the teachers helped them a lot so I think by the end their French was a lot more confident. And I guess as well they're surrounded by their friends who've also come across from the UK so it's it's not like it's not like they're the only people who who don't properly speak French. Yeah they've always got support and they're not the only ones so. Awesome thank you for that. Madame Ponchant, I'd like to come back to you and just ask a couple of questions regarding this. It's great to hear the girls talking about this. It's great to hear about the activities and the experiences that, that they went through when they're out there. But tell me why you feel it's important for girls to come out from the UK and spend a good amount of time in the south of France. I think it it sort of picks up a little bit on what Pippa was saying there about transactional language, about the fact that the girls are actually able to use French for a true purpose. Um, That makes a big difference. And I think certainly when you're learning a language, it's being able to being able to get to the point where you can actually use it as opposed to having that theory is a real turning point. And it's something which would then hopefully give the girls that encouragement to keep going with the language. But as they said as well, there is there is the other element to it where it's actually about a cultural experience. It's about developing their understanding of a different culture. And also, I suppose, giving them the confidence to be away from home for a long period of time, to go to a different cult, to, to go to a different country and to feel that they can do it. Because I think when they go home, they feel incredibly proud of the progress that they've made, not only linguistically, but also as people. And how do you see them changing as, as girls when they arrive at the start of the term or in this case, at the start of four weeks? compared to how they are when you see them off, when you see them leaving and going back at the end of the trip? So again, I suppose there are two elements to that. There's the linguistic side where they come and, you know, like the girls said, they they, they do feel nervous because they do assume that everybody speaks French and French only. And that is not the case. So if they do have any pastoral issues or anything like that, then they've always got somebody to talk to. So they do relax. They come in quite anxious, but they do very much relax into it. And that happens very, very quickly. We are a family here and we do support everybody. So that goes quite quickly. And then as they go through 
through the time that they're here, they start speaking more and more French in class. And actually, they sometimes, I would say in the last week of the four weeks that the girls were there, they actually started speaking to each other in French a little bit. And for me, that's the real key there, because you can see them feeling confident enough to converse. And that's really what we want. And that's obviously with my with my language teacher hat on. At the beginning of the trips, we often take them to the market and they'll they'll just have some free time. They get to go and explore. They get to try and buy bits and pieces from the market. And then at the very end of the trip, they also go back to a different market. And it is interesting to see the difference. They're so much more confident. They whiz around. They, they're almost, they almost make themselves at home. And that's wonderful to see. I can imagine. It, it must be incredible to mm. see it. It really must be. Now, you strike me as someone who really does really enjoy being in France and you love a lot of things that are French. What was it about France that attracted you in the first place? Well, I'll be honest with you. I um, I struggled with French when I was first at school. When I came into year seven, I hadn't ever had any experience of French whatsoever. And those first few years were really, really challenging. And there was one teacher who completely changed that for me when I got to about year 10. She she taught me about the culture. She She really was enthusiastic about everything. And that's what made me decide that I actually wanted to learn French and then eventually to teach French. And I always remember her because whenever the children come here, whenever the girls come here, whether it's whether they come with a lot of French or not very much French at all, for me, it's about enthusing them. It's about giving them something, giving them that, that joy for language, that joy for learning. And, you know, the French culture is, is brilliant. Being out here, having the outdoors, having the weather, having... I don't know. It's you don't go into teaching if you don't absolutely love your subject. And I, you know, I am a language teacher through and through. And it's just brilliant to be able to give the girls that linguistic element, the cultural element, and then also the opportunity to really grow. And also, Lauren, when Pippa was talking earlier, she mentioned that she's able to call parents. But usually, I, I believe parents are able to come out and visit their children. Is that right? They are, yes, absolutely. So that's something that um, parents will be able to do. We we have some closed weekends when we go on the big trip. So like the ski trip, we would say to parents, it's probably not the time to come. But there are other weekends where they are completely open and we, we liaise with parents as to when would be the best time for them to come and visit. And I imagine that the parents kind of keep in touch with each other as well if they're, if each of their daughters are out on a trip like this. Absolutely. We have also got a private Facebook page where we post pictures on a daily basis where the parents can actually see what their, what their girls are doing. And we have a weekly sway as well so that we update the parents on exactly what's been going on. And as Pippa said, there are also regular phone calls home. So yes. And of course, it being a private Facebook group means that nobody else can see it outside of the, the parents of the girls. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just for the group of girls who uh, who are with us at that time. Awesome. So Madame Ponchant, Rosie, Ema and Pippa, thank you all for being here. Thanks for opening up this world of Downhouse Sauveterre. It's it's great to hear what it's really like because, you know, there's so much that you can find out from the website. But to actually speak to people who have either been there or, or are running it down there, in your case, Lauren, it is really fantastic to hear that. So thank you very much, Madame Ponchant, first of all. <laughs> Merci à vous. <laughs> and thank you girls thank you for explaining all of that to us all three of you thank you thank, thank you. you so that's it for this episode to find out more check out the school's website downhouse.net and our next episode is coming out soon but in the meantime thank you for listening to this one don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time bye for now <laughs>